welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm still your host, Rich Dotson, and he's still the other host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. We're here. We're back. A day late. Day late. A buck short. Well, you say that every time. You're so <laughs> redundant. I know. God, you're a repetitive piece of shit. So I'm back. I, I need a day to recoup uh, from that L.A. trip. I was gone for four days. Uh, different time zone, if you didn't know, than when you travel uh, a long distance, uh, the time changes. Yeah, it does. Like, it's tomorrow afternoon I in think Australia. They, I think they call that jet lag. Sure. I call it, you know, intoxicating my body with... Uh, and toxins, and uh, then coming back and not sleeping, and you know, jet lag, whatever you want to call it, whatever, whatever I want to call it. Yep, I call it party on Wayne, party on Wayne. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Well, football is a little blurry. I started drinking early for the one o'clock games, which was 10 o'clock in LA time. Uh, and then obviously, I was at the Browns game in Staples, the StubHub Center. StubHub. Very small stadium, very enjoyable. Like 30,000, right? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I was right behind the Browns bench, 40-yard line, front row, drooling at Josh Gordon, looking at him. My pupils turned to heart shapes. I know they did, man. My heartbeat beat at a rapid pace. I, w- I wish you were joking, but I know all this is true. Oh, it was glorious. It looked good. Yep. Uh, but before we get into the games, how about we talk a little uh, news and notes, shall we? Sure, absolutely. Hit the news and notes, hockey, Matt. In the news and notes. Yes. Look, that's good quality production right there. We're a high quality production show. Production show? Produced show. Produced, yeah. Eh, yeah, it's just, it's just a language. I already have a lisp and stuff, so don't worry about me. <laughs> um, so at the perfect time of the year, we have two big suspensions. Yeah, just headed into the playoffs here this week. I mean, it's just the first week of the playoffs, no right? No big deal. I mean, we're going to talk about that as we get through these news and notes, but it is... For most leagues, almost all dynasty leagues go with the six-team format uh, playoff. Almost all of them. A lot of them, yeah. So I mean, obviously, um, everyone's a little different, but yeah, this is usually the start of the playoffs. Even if it's not, it's it's your last week of the regular season, which correct. You know, you're fighting for a spot either way. I'm in 19 leagues. Yep. Uh, I made the playoffs in 16 out of 19. Uh, all my redraft leagues, except for one, and uh, my dynasty leagues was one of the superflex league I did not make the playoffs in, and. Uh, of course, the Dyson Nerd Podcast Listener League in, which I had a very healthy debate about tanking uh, the other night about, which was very uh, laughable and funny. Nobody should ever be allowed to tank, but some people apparently think you could. Uh, but, yeah, it's the playoffs. So we're here, and Gronk and Juju Smith both suspended a game. I am so happy, personally, that I gave up a first and second round pick uh, in 2019 to get Rob Gronkowski from somebody in my high-stakes league for to make this big push in the playoffs. And what does he do? What does he do? He goes all Gronk. Yeah, he thinks he's all of a sudden a WWE superstar, and he's dropping elbows on Tredavious White, giving him his first concussion. Listen, that was a total dick move, stupid move. He deserves to be suspended. But hey, Gronk, how about you do that last week? Huh? What, maybe about week seven? Hey, what about week 17 even? Yeah, it's week 17 doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, no, no. Except for the Patriots. So out with Gronk, in with Austin Hooper for me. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are out with Gronk and in with Joe Blow for you, too. And it's kind of a rough week altogether because we don't know if Zach Ertz is going to play. Uh, he's got the concussion. He's a little sure, bruised up. Sure. He plays on Monday night. Big question marker. You can't wait for him. No, you cannot. You need, you need confirmation on Sunday, right? 
You go to church on Sunday if you if that's your thing. If you go to church, I personally don't go to church. But if you do go to church, make sure you get on your knees. <laughs> don't get sick on me. Easy, easy. Uh, make sure you go to the right church and uh, pray for Ertz. Pray for him. Hopefully he gets Pray that. for me to win my leagues while you're at it. Don't waste your breath or, <laughs> Come on. or prayers. Come on, baby. Give me a little pray time. Um, so that's kind of a rough scenario. Delaney, Wa- Delaney Walker. I was going to say Delaney Wanker. Delaney Wanker. That would be a new one. <laughs> Speaking of going to church. Uh, that's his porn name, by the way. So <laughs> Delaney Wanker. Uh, he He's questionable. A lot of tight ends yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing that kind of hurt, like, so maybe the person you're playing has Ertz and you have Gronk and it kind of be a wash, I suppose. So who's on the backup spot? Juju, on the other hand, I'm sure it's hurting some playoff teams. I'm sure it's hurting some because he, he, you know, he did come on um, kind of in that second half of the season. But he, he has faded in the past couple of weeks as well. So you might not be as reliant on him as maybe you would have thought. Not as much as Gronk, who's one of the top tight ends in Absolutely. the NFL. And right. He's, a, he's, a, he's one of those go-getters. Right. You know, he's one of the, those guys that go out there and goes and gets it. Isn't that, I mean, the fantasy points. So it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we lose Eifert. We lose possibly Ertz. Now Gronk. Now Walker. I mean, where's the stop? Jimmy Graham's a little banged up. Jimmy Graham's fine. He'll be fine. He doesn't even practice during yeah. the week. He doesn't practice at all. So he just, he just scores touchdowns every week. So big losses, but if you get by, maybe you had a first round buy, and you're like, oh, thank goodness. Yes. You know, if you were lucky goodness. enough to get a first round buy, this was perfect timing. Yes, and then if you weren't, then you're like, well, I'm cursed, mm-hmm. which is kind mm-hmm. of you know, a lot of, when it comes to fantasy football, a lot of people feel cursed. Totally, I man. Yeah, absolutely. It, I had somebody, I had somebody before I started to cut you off, but so I had somebody write me and like, hey, dude, uh, just finished the season. Uh, I had the most points in the league, and I missed the playoffs. It's a 16 playoffs. Oh my gosh! Matchups are everything. Yeah, matchups really are, man. I I earned a buy uh, because of a head to head. You had you had me by points, yeah. and um, we had the same record, I but I beat you head to head. I do. I had the most points in the league, and I don't even have a buy. Most nope. points in the league, don't even have a buy. Same record as other two guys, but those two guys beat me on uh, those weeks. I don't even get a buy, which means which means usually in a situation like that, as I'm guaranteed to be first bumped. You know, if you missed a bye and you had the most all points those, in the season. All those games are important, man. Yeah, that's why head-to-head's stupid. That's the stupidest tiebreaker ever. I hate it. I hate that tiebreaker. And you know what? I transferred all the new leagues I start. I just transfer over the Dynasty Nerds rules. And the, the number one complaint to everybody that posts on, the, on, on there is, why is head-to-head the tiebreaker? That's stupid. And I'm like, here, here. Well, there you go. All you yeah. have to do is convince the other 11 guys in our league. I can't wait to vote on that next year. 10 guys in our league. 10? Wow, you're – oh. I would look, vote. Look I, I, I'd be fine. I'd be fine with it either way. Make yeah. a compelling argument. Say that from your high chair, big baby. You mean from my bi week chair? Yeah, whatever you want to call it. All right. I don't care which way your uh, chair swings. I don't care about that sound stuff. I love everybody. So hey, keep your chair moving on. Itself. I don't love everybody. I don't love Ben McAdoo. <laughs> and neither do the Giants. Neither does anybody in New York. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ned Flanders said, uh, Oakley Doakley. <laughs> Time for me to pack up and uh, head uh, head south. Out out the door, slick. <laughs> nice hair, <laughs> nice haircut. So he he's out. His failed experiment of, for whatever reason, playing Geno Smith as the starter is is over, and he got fired because of that decision. Yeah, like clearly. what a dude, like what a huge like dick move, right? Eli's got this tremendous streak going. You know you're not making it through right. the year anyways. You're a crappy coach, and you're just going to try anything to get a win here at the end of the season. And you bench your Super Bowl quarterback. Like, he's the problem. Right. 
You put Geno Smith in, like he's the answer. Right. And here, like what we, we predicted, like what do you need to see from Geno? Nothing. Right. You know exactly what Geno Smith is. You so Steve's, had thirty games where you started. You know, de- defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, uh, former coach of the Rams, is now going to take over. He's already named Eli the starter. Right. So that gives Sterling Shepard a little bump. It gives Evan Ingram a nice little bump as well. Even though Evan Ingram had a good game last week as well, but it gives those guys uh, a nice little bump. Ben McAdoo is supposed to be an offensive genius. He never even scored more than 30 points his entire time in New York. I don't know how smart that is, but he's gone. He gone. He gone. So that's, that's Quite, I mean, the, the real question is, is Eli going to be there next year? I mean, I would, if personally, if I was a new coach, I, I mean, I would want to have Eli stick around for a couple of years because they're going to be picking pretty high. They yeah, could, they're going to be drafting a quarterback. Yeah, they could probably draft a quarterback and have Eli kind of phase him in in the next couple of years. We'll see. Yeah. A lot up in the air. Or he could just be gone. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Do they want to pay him to be a tutor? Right. Does Eli want to be a tutor? Do they just re- hit the reset button? Does Eli say, hey, let's just hit reset on here? They got to focus on Odell Beckham. Do they want to pay Odell Beckham? Do they save that money by going with the rookie quarterback and getting rid of Eli, either by trade or cutting him and save that money and give it to Odell? A lot of questions with that team. A lot, a lot, a lot. So um, another guy uh, – is gone. That's John Ross. Yeah, but no one was really counting on him. Does it He's even on matter? IR. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to see it, did it make a sound? Yes, it does. Okay. So John Ross is going to IR. Yeah, then. he finishes the year with zero catches on a couple targets and one fumble lost. He finishes the year with negative points. Awesome, man. This is a guy that was hurt a lot throughout the year. This is a guy that we said uh, don't really take that high in your rookie draft, even though everybody else was. We mentioned repeatedly this is a guy that was hurt in college. This was a guy that was hurt running his 40-yard dash. Guys like that are usually going to be hurt for a long period of time. Here he is, finishing the year on air, amounts to jack squat. I still um, – I just don't think he's going to translate. Kind of like what we were talking about before um, – I know we liked him as a route runner. I know he had talent there. And no, he's got a ton of speed. He's got he's got some nice routes that he runs. But um, you know, if he can't stay on the field, which it has been the thing with him, um, it's going to be hard for him to make any kind of impact. So, um, I right coming back fresh <laughs> next year, I, I'll give him another year before I throw the guy completely Don't get out too the window. Giggly over there. Um, um, so yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, I agree with you. You can't throw him out the window yet. I'm not even a fan of him. I, know I wasn't really that big of a fan of him at all. That's why I didn't have my first round in any mock drafts or rankings sure. that I had him in. It's just because I don't think he – when we talk about players like him, I thought he'd be more of – not a Brandon Cooks, but more of kind of like that Will Fuller kind of, hey, I'll make a big play here for you, a big play there for you, but not a like high reception guy, kind of roller coaster in his prime. But, again, it's early. Don't give up on anybody this early. Uh, certain players you might want to give up on is maybe guys like Kevin White, but not John Ross. Like Brashad Perryman. Yeah, like those type of guys that were yeah, all in I that saw a epically, list horrib- earlier epically horrible draft class. I saw it as well. Of all the the, the first first round wide receivers taken right. since the historical 2014 class. Right. And it's only been 24% of them are even like, okay. Yep. That's crazy. It's been pretty bad, man. Yeah. Let's hope Corey Davis bucks that trend. Let's hope for your sake. Hey, he's going to be a stud. I'm not worried about Corey Davis. Right. But even this year in the first round, you got Mike Williams, a uh, little bit back boo-boo. John Ross, top 10 pick, a little back boo-boo. Then you got Juju in the second round, but he's playing pretty well. He is playing well. And, of course, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's playing well. But 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 the year before, I mean, uh, Coleman hasn't been really living up to the um, billing. and 
Oh, a guy that can't give you a high five without breaking his hand? Right. And Treadwell um, obviously hasn't been able to make an impact as yeah, well. Those are two first-round picks. Treadwell's now just screwed because he's behind Thielen and Diggs, and there's no room to squeeze your butt cheeks in there. Right. No, it'll take an injury probably for him to get a, an opportunity there in Minnesota. Just hope it gives him time to grow and still right. become a quality receiver. Hope he doesn't let that kind of drag him down and say, hey, you know, my career's over. But meanwhile, after four years, you can leave and get yourself out of there. If sure. they don't, which they probably won't exercise their fifth-year fifth option for a guy like that. No, I mean, there's a, there's a lot that can happen in between now and then. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're not going to exercise it now. But if things are going the same way as they're going now, then they're, they're not going to exercise it. Yeah, which would make me still want to, like, carry Tread. Like, I want to, I would want to carry Treadwell all the way up to year five till he gets another roster spot. Sure, I think, sure. I think maybe even this offseason – is a good time to try and buy Treadwell for super cheap. Like if you can give him for like, I got him basically thrown in on a deal when I was my one lead that I did not make the playoffs. I I dealt um, Des Bryant to a guy. I got Treadwell his first and his second in, in 2019. So, I mean, it was like, that's highway robbery. And it was like, it was like a, yeah, it was, it was a nice little deal. I think to get him thrown in because he just hasn't done anything. That's what I'm saying. You probably get him for super cheap. Like like this 18 draft, like what could you even get Treadwell for? Like a, I mean, a third would have to get it done, right? Uh, I think probably for sure a second. Yeah, but a third. I think a guy. Or would are you giving up a second for Treadwell? No, but yeah, me neither. That's what I mean. But but I don't think a guy's going to give up on a guy. Pretty high third round. We'll see. You know what it is during draft day? All of a sudden, uh, you know, somehow I know he won't be not him. Example with the tight end Mark Andrews for Oklahoma stud. Sure, stud tight end probably want to be the. He's a fantastic tight end. He's sitting there in the third round. And you're like, oh, hey, look who's on the board right here, Mark. Hey. Actually, no, because I would just want Mark Andrews over Treadwell. <laughs> At least Bad example. Right. Yeah. But there'll be somebody there. There'll be some kind of running back that people want that will be there. Sure. Uh, what were we talking about before that? Um, McAdoo, um, John Ross. Oh, Tyrod Taylor. Um, oh, yeah, we're talking about John Ross. Yeah, we're talking about John Ross, but now we're moving on. Ty- Tyrod Taylor's... <laughs> One turd to another. Yeah, he got carted off the field this past weekend, um, but apparently it's not that serious, and he's, he's at least questionable to play this week. So it wasn't anything that was going to be you know year-ending or anything. And I look so. at Sean McDermott saying, hey, hey, if Tyrod is healthy, he's our starting quarterback. No way to get behind him after you see that turd sandwich <laughs> that throws five interceptions in a quarter. <laughs> oh, what Tough decision there, Sean. Yeah. Huh? Real uh-huh. tough one there. Yeah, so at least he's back. I don't know if he's really uh, – you're relying on him unless you're in a super flex league. Right, but, I, but there are you know there are people out there that are in the super flex, and they are going to be relying on Hey, him. me. Missed the playoffs. First year I've ever done a super flex. I have the fourth overall pick. Wow. I'm going to take Baker Mayfield. Probably not. I'll probably be able to – I think Baker Mayfield's a stud. He could be, man. It's still pretty early. I know, but I feel like he's still going to be the best quarterback in this class. Definitely. I like him. Has some spunk. I like him a lot. I wish the Browns would draft him. They're not going to draft him. Probably going to draft Josh Rosen. Uh, Baker Mayfield would be the best quarterback of this class. I actually made a bet in California this weekend. We were talking about some uh, rookie quarterbacks, and I bet uh, two fellas that I was out with drinks with watching Ohio State game uh, win the Big Ten Championship, and I uh, said, hey, 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 Baker Mayfield will be a stud. I'm like, I don't know. I was like, Next time we see each other, which probably won't be for two years, if Baker Mayfield is okay in the NFL, then you guys owe me uh, dinner and drinks. Nice. And if I bring my wife, you got to buy her stuff too. And they said, okay, that's a deal, Rich. What do we get? I'm like, dinner and drinks, you sexy beast. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we're, we're doing a bet for dinner and drinks. 
Yeah, so it's going to be kind of interesting. There's going to be a lot of like, you know, Tyrod's going to be a free agent this year. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks on the market. You know, Sam Bradford, Tyrod, will Eli, we talked about, mentioned earlier, will he be available? Uh, Kirk Cousins, who knows, Kirk Cousins, who knows about his availability? Teddy Bridgewater. Right. There's a lot of people going around. Case Keenum. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in that market. Maybe if you don't want to address the quarterback class in this. Plus, you bring in those couple guys from the quarterback class. You guys, we mentioned Baker Mayfield. Right. We have Josh Rosen. We have Sam Darnold if he comes out. Lamar Jackson. A couple guys, you know, Mason Rudolph. There's a couple, and then, of course, there'll be somebody who shines at that, you know, somebody from sure. North Dakota State that's going to come out and be <laughs> Superman and win MVP of the NFL. There's you know, always well. one guy that comes out of nowhere. And whoever the best one is will be the ones the Browns do not draft. I am fully confident of that. If three out of four are good, the fourth one will be drafted by the Browns. Yep. For sure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I learned in life, and that's one of them. Got a lot of got a lot of sympathy out there in California. Like, it's, oh, you're a Browns fan, huh? Still, good st- for you, buddy. Still, look yeah. at the resolve. Yeah, when you go to like a lot of games and you tailgate, you, you see a lot of heckling. Not when you're a Browns fan. Not when you're a Browns yeah, fan. A lot of pity parties. Yeah, they know. give you a little pat on the back. Hey, hey, you know, hey, hey, you know, your team has been bad for twenty years. Yeah, 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 twenty years. Yeah, that's right. Um, if I would have had a kid when your last time your team was good, he could legally drink this beer right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd say, yeah, what are we did. My team sucked. What are you do? Sorry. The Browns are terrible, man. You're They're not going to get an argument out of me. Uh, moving on. Uh, Mark Ingram has, has a, little, a toe boo boo. He has a toe boo boo, man. Which uh, which is tricky because he hasn't he hasn't practiced at all, and they play on Thursday night. I know. Which, so who knows? This guy he might actually end up missing, which would be huge for Kamara if you're a Kamara owner. Cause, which I am in tons of leagues. Yeah, common believer. I have lots of Kamara shares, and guess what? There's a couple leagues that play in the playoffs. They have Mark Ingram. So me personally, from a selfish standpoint, out of all ma- matchups, I don't. I trade away all my Mark Ingram shares this year. Sure. Uh, I hope he misses Thursday. Well, selfish I, rich, little selfish rich time. I wouldn't mind either because guess what. I have a bye in the only Just league like that I ha- I have Mark Ingram in. So well, good for you. So he we can, both he can yeah. sit out this week and get healthy. And so you root fine. for me, and I'll root for you. Okay. Uh, in the bye week. All right. And I'll root for my other uh sixteen teams. So either win or I am also having some buys as well. Very nice. Hey. So one last little newsy notes type of thing. Um, Hit me. Marcus Peters, uh, the cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs, was suspended by the team. For like detrimental type he threw of, the uh he threw the flag in a crowd and left the field for a little bit right. and then came back and Andy Reid's like, Listen, dude, that is not okay. But okay. He's a really good player. So the, the I mean the, the impact of that is obviously the the Raiders wide receiver and probably you Michael know, Crabtree. Michael Crabtree in yes. particular. If gets you're a wondering boost. why we're talking about a cornerback on right. the Dynasty show, we don't talk to defensive players. But when it affects this, it's a big move for a guy like Michael Crabtree. Listen, Amari Cooper's still out. Right. There's nobody else to throw the ball to. No. So, this is a pretty good matchup. It's pretty good news for Michael Crabtree. I'm hoping it's a big week. I am uh, 50. Crabtree falls in the line for me this week. I feel it, this is what happens when you're in uh, 19 leagues. I am in half my playoff games. I, I have a lot of Michael Crabtree shares, and I'm also facing Michael Crabtree a lot as well. So, it's kind of like that's that one player. I'm like, ooh. He's the only if you player. could just have a kind of good game for me. Yeah. I'm like, do uh, <laughs> you good? Uh, Kamara's my big guy. Right. So get big me, news Give me 15 points because I can deal with 15 points getting scored against me, and I like it when I score 15 points. Yeah, it's a nice medium point. Don't, right. Just don't score 40, buddy. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, so you, you, we lose Juju and Gronk, but we get Crabtree back. Still missing on Amari Cooper. 
Uh, still missing out on Robert Woods. We'll talk about some of those beginning of these games, which we should do now. Sure. Getting some of these games. Let's go back to Thursday night, November 30th. I was still in town, Hen. Redskins, Cowboys. Not a big, huge game. Alfred Morris had a really nice game, though, with 127 yards and a touchdown. Do you feel comfortable starting Alfred Morris this week in the playoffs if you are in the playoffs with Alfred Morris? I know somebody does because I'm facing an Alfred Morris share. What do you think of that? I mean, I think he's done it a couple of weeks in a row here, and, and obviously the offensive line there is, is still pretty pretty dominant. They're not as good as they were last year, but, um, yeah, I, w- I would feel good. They've, they've pretty much cleared house there and, you know, run – DMC isn't there anymore, and 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 Rod Smith is is really relegated to more of a passing down yeah. back. So yeah, I, I feel pretty good about Alf Morris. Okay, so you think it's a solid play this week? Yeah, he's not bad. Okay, and you know, obviously on the other side of the ball, Ryan Grant came up with a big game: five catches, seventy six yards, and a touchdown along with twenty four. It wasn't even really the box score that got me; it was the targets. He saw nine targets. That's two more than the second guy there in Jamison Crowder. And Byron Marshall, the running back we talked about, is a nice waiver wire pickup. Actually sure. saw six targets as well. Yeah, for 20, 24 yards, and he had uh, a few carries too, uh, four carries for 12 yards. So, yeah, so not, not a bad get, not a bad get there. An eight-point game for right. a waiver wire pickup. Again, these are guys you want to pick up on your roster. For instance, coming in for a Chris Thompson role. Right. I actually own Chris Thompson, so when he went to IR, um, I was kind of uh, scrambling there. for. I didn't really need him, but – I ended up picking up Byron Marshall just so I didn't end up facing him in the playoffs. I had a spot open in my roster and, and just went for it just so I didn't have to bother playing him. Listen, man, eight points uh, for a guy that you can pick off your waiver wire in a running back position, which is a dire straight position it is, is pretty solid. And plus, Chris Thompson was scoring touchdowns. If this guy got a touchdown on top of that, you're 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 in your double, double digits. digits. Yeah, and that's a, a really nice game. So hey, eight more points is more eight more points than Corey Coleman got. Right, so. and and he's only going to get more comfortable. I mean, he was in there, and, and and you know that was this first week that he was even with the team. You got to so. break those shoes in, baby. So Absolutely. what about Ryan Grant? You know, you're talking about a guy who's six foot, two hundred and four pounds, who's in his fourth season. He's only twenty six. Mm-hmm. Terrell Pryor is gone after this year. I would say you still so. Still got yeah. Josh Dotson there. You still got Jamison Crowder. Is there a role here for J- Ryan Grant to be a solid player, or is it just kind of like okay, you know, he's got four hundred seventeen yards on the year, uh, only eight hundred twenty nine yards on his career. Right. No. Uh, I, what are your thoughts on Ryan Grant? He's possible. He's a possible waiver wire ad in leagues. No, yeah, I think he's definitely worth a stash because I, I, I could see him playing on the outside with with Dotson on the other side and, and Jameson in the slot, obviously. But I think I just think Dotson and Jameson and Crowder are both just more explosive athletes and and better fantasy options. So, um, but y- you never know. I think he's worth a stash. You know what okay. I mean? Because Dotson's been nicked up and injured quite a bit. In his yeah, short in his short point. run here, so you know it might end up being Ryan Grant and Jameson Crowder. Yeah, I I feel good coming from that class. I think Dotson this year has kind of shown me a couple of things that make me feel pretty good about that pick. Where when we're talking about like Treadwell, you're like, oh, right, you right. don't feel good about Dotson. You're like, okay, I still have I have a good time to shine. The only thing that's gonna be a setback on him going in the off season, obviously, gonna be the loss of probably Kirk Cousins, which then you have a huge question mark altogether. Well, yeah, if they lose Kirk Cousins, that whole team, uh, the fantasy just production is going to go into the crapper, man. You're oh, gonna... oh and there's more news. Jordan Reed's already been declared out for the week. With the I didn't hamstring. I didn't know that, so it's another tight end down. Huh? Yeah. For Not that it, I mean, he's been out for the last few weeks. The, but... in, the, the few weeks, I have Jordan Reed in almost every dynasty league I'm in. He's been out the whole year, <laughs> pretty much. He's played, he's, he's played here and there. He had one good game. Right. One. Hey, man. How dare you, Jordan? Uh, he's, he's a good. He's a good player when he's healthy. That's he's the just thing. Never 
ever right. healthy. Right. What would you? What is his value right now in Dynasty? It's very depressed. Obviously, he hasn't played most of this year, so um, hard to say, man. You might be able to get like a late first as far as draft picks. I bet but, you couldn't. I bet you couldn't. But like, I, that's what I mean. Like, might. Like, I was very hesitant to say that. But at the same time, would would you trade him for a second round pick? No. Yeah, he's so not, you can't move him. Right. You can't, he's just, like one of those guys you can't move. Okay. Let's move on then, shall we? To uh, the next game on here. I just lost all the games on here for some reason. Uh, Give the, me the game. It's the Vikings and the Falcons. Oh, that sounds like a good game. Yeah, it actually was a pretty good game. Yeah, but I, it, was, I mean, it it was a low scoring game, but it was a a good hard fought game. Yeah, I was in the bar. I was this is where I started drinking. I uh, started to drink heavily here. Oh boy, pounding beers. Uh, all these no volume, pretty much, but a lot of, all the games were on. My eyes were moving left and right. Uh, really, the the main game on was the Vikings and Falcons game. So that's a game I was really seeing sure. up close and personal. Latavius Murray's kind of locked himself in there as a, the in-between tackles runner. And Jeremy McKinnon's been re- regulated to the passing game, but he still comes away with five targets and catches five of them and actually had a touchdown. So that's right. a good bounce-back game for McKinnon. Absolutely. But right now it's like a true timeshare backfield. You know, they're taking that Dalvin Cook, who's going to play both those roles next year, and they've really split it up to one guy. Because if you take both those guys' numbers and you have a nice, awesome running back. Oh, absolutely. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Devontae Freeman returned from his concussion and had a nice little, you know, 12-carry, 74-yard game. Nothing nothing crazy. Uh, he, he threw in he threw in one catch for seven yards. It wasn't a great fantasy day, but, uh, you know, when you miss a couple of weeks with a concussion, it's nice to see that he's not still affected by it, at least. Julio shut down after his big game, but it's kind of what Xavier Rhodes has kind of done all year long. They've got a tough defense all around. So, I mean, um, any of these numbers by the Falcons. Um, Two weeks ago, they right. gave they, they got it blown up there by uh, it was Marvin Jones, I believe, and that's, like, pretty much it that's for those it. guys. Yep. But, yeah, this game kind of is just pretty much chalk. Not like we said, we mentioned Laquan Treadwell. We thought of him one target. But this game is kind of just like all these guys are somewhat set in place. I see, I see Atlanta going out there and possibly getting a receiver this in this draft possibly to get ready to move on to another stage maybe get a better number two than Muhammad Sanu and then eventually have somebody for Julio there but again Dalvin Cook's coming back next year really excited times for him do you think the Vikings are just going to stick with Keenum going forward maybe sign him to a contract extension since all those guys like okay so they're in a predicament they have three quarterbacks they could sign any one of those sure do you think um, it depends on how far Minnesota goes into the playoffs I think so, absolutely. I think if he takes him to the playoffs, wins a game in the playoffs, I think he's locked in. That's what I think. It is. I think it's going to take one win. I think so. If not, I think they'll bring in Teddy. I'm personally. I. Uh, you got to be worried though, because then Keenan goes to a different team, different scheme. It's it's a big worrisome. Thing oh, absolutely. Yeah, this isn't uh, Keenum's first stop. So we've seen him in some other places, and he's been all right. He's been pretty good, but we've always thought, hey, this guy's just a backup, and this year. In this system, he really elevated himself to somebody that we've that I think would I would consider a guy that can start in the league. So. Yeah, it's got to be a good market for either of those guys. That, right. That's what I'm saying. So we mentioned draft, like for the Browns, for example, we can speak from experience. Okay, you know, you're the number one pick in the draft. All of a sudden, Teddy Bridgewater is available. Do you sign Teddy Bridgewater? To me, I say yes. Sure. One, you could probably get him for super cheap, and to me, he's a quality quarterback. Case Keenum, smaller guy. But he's shown he can win at this level and make the tough throws. Somebody's going to get a deal. Yeah, they, definitely, man. Um, New England, Buffalo. We mentioned Tyrod Taylor. We mentioned Rob Gronkowski. Still locked in with Deion Lewis as the main back there, getting 14 carries to Rex's 12. 
Bolt, but you know Rex gets the goal line carries. Right. You know Dion Lewis is never going to get the goal line carries. Now that Rex is going to goal line carries, he gets two touchdowns. Talking about a nice spurt, like spurt of production here these last four or five weeks from Rex. Those guys are locked in. Mike Gillisley is completely out of the game game plan. He's benched. He's a healthy scratch. Both of these guys, would you feel comfortable if you're on a team with some certain situation stealing, starting Deion Lewis and Rex Burkhead as your starting running backs? Uh, I mean, I I don't I never really feel comfortable starting either one of them. But well, Deion Lewis for five for five straight weeks has been locked in as a. I know I actually, I actually did start him last week. I was a little bit nervous about it. Um, I started him over um, Devontae Freeman who I wasn't sure how he was going to respond after missing a couple games and playing a pretty tough defense. Yeah, I love that play. That's a great play. It's a savvy play. Yeah, so I, I started Deion Lewis. And it, they they were really close in point in final points. Uh, I think Deion Lewis like outproduced them by a third of a point or something like that. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, at this point, I guess, I guess, yes, either one of those guys or both of them are startable in your lineup. Yeah, and then I said we Gronk's a miss. Great game, Gronk. Nine for 147. Wish you could do that for me in the playoffs. But you won't be there. Nice little bump that Brandon Cooks then. Brandon Cooks and I, I think Hogan is expected back this week. Hogan's back. So that 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 is a big bump for him as well. Hey, Dwayne Allen's going to be the number one tight end. How do you feel about that, Matt O'Hara? Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that is how I think about that. All right. uh, okay, let's move on to another game, shall we? Uh, yep. Okay, so the 49ers, the Bears, all of a sudden they put in Jimmy Garoppolo and the, the 49ers are winning. Big surprise. All He's it takes, pretty much the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, all it takes is a quarterback. Either way, Tom Brady, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Jimmy Garoppolo. They beat the lowly Chicago Bears for their second win of the year. But, hey, it's twice as many wins as my team is. So, yeah, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo has had a positive effect on a, on a couple of guys in particular. Marquise Goodwin, um, eight of eight receptions out, for, out of eight targets for 99 yards, which is a nice, solid game. Uh, I, would conti- I, would, I would think that this is going to continue. He's had some... Marquise Goodwin has had, I think, three games in a row now of, of nice, like, 17, 18-point games. I have picked him up in multiple leagues off waiver wires weeks ago. I've been very happy so with that. So did I. Waiver wire pickup is a great stash. I actually drafted him originally in our in our dynasty league that we play in, you know, the long-running one. And I, I cut him a couple years back, but he, he found his way back onto the waiver wire, so I picked him back up. Yeah, he, he's a little – you know, he's 27. He's in his fifth year, so it's not like, you know, there's great – youth there no there's not no 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 but but i think he's finally settled in as a full-time wide receiver in these past couple years and i think he's grown um he's somebody we mentioned earlier in the year as a a nice grab there and and then even mentioned trent taylor right then trent taylor was the other guy i was going to mention and and he's a classic guy that probably reminds jimmy garoppolo a lot of the slot you know the, the slot wide receivers there in new england a guy that's just uh, quick in small areas and can get open, you know, in the blink of an eye type of guy. Caught all six of his targets as well. Nice, solid production. We might right. see a little bump out of him. Now, he is, he is interesting, like you said, like the slot. He could be a poor, you know, you're, they're hoping he could be like a poor man. Julian Edelman type of guy. Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola. Yeah, right. Not, definitely not Brandon Cooks. We're not going to speed that way. He is a rookie. Uh, he's only five foot eight. Right. That's what, he's, a, he's, a, he's a short area possession Type of slot wide receiver, is what yeah. He is. Small guy, yeah. Little small guy, little tiny. Jitter, we'll see. Little tiny jitterbug. We, we got to see what they're going to do in the offseason at receiver. They have Pierre Garcon coming back, so I don't think Trent Taylor is like a great. You know, he's a very bottom of the butt roster stash. Where Marquise Goodwin's a nice bump because they don't do anything. Who will be the number two going to the offseason next year? 
Pierre is a little bit older, maybe somehow you turn out to be a bona fide number one in San Francisco. Pierre's, Definitely have him yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo get a sure. nice rapport. So Goodwin's now, you know, he's a good stash before, even better stash now with the Jimmy Garoppolo arrival. Absolutely. And he's usable in the playoffs. I mean, I think, I think you can... I mean, as your wide receiver three, he's not a bad play. He's not a bad play at all. I agree uh, wholeheartedly. And then we mentioned Tariq Cohen kind of getting reminiscent here the second half of the season. About third game straight now that Tariq Cohen comes in and he's pretty viable. Nothing crazy, but catches all four of his targets to be the number one receiver on the team for 39 yards. Seven points. Great. Not fantastic, but a nice usage of Tariq Cohen to still be involved. Look for him to still be involved, not you know the rest of this year. But let's hope for a nice bump with they, how they redo this roster in the offseason with Tariq Cohen. I think John Fox gets fired, so we'll see what happens there. I wouldn't be surprised at all if John Fox lost his job. No, guys like that have kind of – you need more Sean McVay's, less uh, John Fox's. I agree. Sorry, John. Nothing personal. Nothing personal at all. The game might have passed you by a little bit. Just a little bit. So Packers side, Jamal Williams, some guy that we weren't really huge on. Uh, this year comes in 21 carries again, 113 yards. Nice, solid performance by him again. Yeah, absolutely, man. Along at 25, so he did break off a nice uh, chunk yardage there too, and caught a couple passes. So, um, I'm glad that I picked him up as well. And put it that way. And meanwhile, the guy who I liked a lot, who was a stud before he got hurt, was Aaron Jones in that roster. All he does is uh, he doesn't play the whole game. They give him one carry at the end of the game. There in overtime, breaks it he off. He rushes for 20 yards and touchdown, wins the game. No big deal. Yeah, so I, th- I look for them to be kind of a timeshare backfield going into this week. Um, yeah, I, c- I could I could definitely see that. But, I mean, Jamal Williams, I think, has kind of established himself this past game or two. So, he's looked good, man. Somebody yeah. who I thought was just kind of average. Right. You know, just like a jag, he's kind of looked good. And he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers to make an excuse for So, him. yeah, right. We'll see, we'll see this week um, how they really feel. And if they're really, like, salty still at Aaron Jones for getting caught with the weed. Oh, I forgot about the weeds. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Talking about a drastic dynasty nose dive share, uh, Ty Montgomery. Yeah. He's in trouble here, man. Oh, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's on IR. solid running backs right. ahead of him. He's on IR. He's going to come back next year and compete. Will he be able to compete? This was a guy who I preached all year. He started off hot, but when he did play, oh, sure. he was absolutely fantastic. One of the top running backs in fantasy production. Just but couldn't now stay he healthy, hurt. man. He broke his rib like right away. Yeah, now he's screwed. Yeah. And I mean, I feel good about like early in the year. I offered somebody a first round pick for Ty Montgomery, like early, and they were like, "No, man, can't gonna ride. I'm gonna ride this train out." And now in hindsight, I'm like, "Oh, thank goodness." I I also did something very similar to that, and thank goodness they turned me down. Yeah, sometimes that's why when the running backs, if you can get a first round pick for a guy who's kind of like, uh, it's such a tough thing to say because when you're sure. running high, you're like, dude, I'm not giving a first. This guy's running back three on a year. What are you talking about? I'm like, let's oh, week three. Right. They running backs always get hurt. Definitely a guy like that. The guy who's getting in between the tackles, Russian, who was a former receiver, a little bit smaller stature. But sure. Listen, I'm not going to use that excuse now. I was all in on Ty. I thought it was going to be fantastic. And no, yeah, now and, and, I feel like that. I'm not going to lie. I think I feel like that ship has already sailed. It's going to be really hard for him to regain that just because of what Aaron Jones has showed, uh, which Jamal Williams shown. They could be a nice one to punch. They're both rookies. They're both on super cheap contracts. And Ty's contract's going to be, what, I think next year's going to be his last year, most likely? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so to me, that's an easy decision. And who knows what they do? They may draft another running back in this draft. We don't know. They always good, man. So. You never know. 
interesting situation to watch now is this offseason as well. Kind of paying attention to see what they're going to say about the whole running back situation. I like to see one guy kind of solidify himself in here to be that bona fide superstar, which is Jamal Williams right now looking really good. He is. And and flip it to the other side, and the guy that was filling in kind of um, for the Tampa Bay Bucks there, Peyton Barber, had a nice little I have game. a really good article about Peyton Barber up on DynastyNerds.com by John DeMent. Make sure you check that out uh, on DynastyNerds.com, and he kind of breaks him down as well. But now, you know, Doug Martin's back. He's practicing this week. What are they going to do? Doug Martin's not really playing that well. He's not going to be here next year. Do they kind of roll out on Peyton Barber a little bit? Had a really good game. I mean, I could, I could I could, definitely see that, man. Um, be just because what you said, with the inconsistency that, that Doug Martin has shown throughout his whole entire career, I mean, why not give a guy towards the end of end of a basically crappy season? I mean, it's four and eight. You know, you know Tampa Bay are, are not going to make the playoffs with that kind of record. So... You know, ride it out. You got to evaluate some of these guys for next year, and why not? You know, no, I agree, hundred percent. Listen, Peyton Barber is in, only in his second year out of Auburn, so he's only twenty three years old. He's a young guy that you have under contract for a couple of years. Why wouldn't you just ride? Like, why wouldn't you ride him out the rest of the year? Screw uh, Doug Martin, right? You know, he's let him go. The guy came in. He runs for 102 yards. He was your number one receiver as well. Oh, yeah, four receptions, I think 41 yards or something like that. Led the team. All right. Look at this guy. He's a do-it-all. Is this David Johnson or Payne Barber? <laughs> I don't know. Not sure you'll ever confuse those guys. When Payne Barber might be a guy that you can pick up off your waiver wire. He definitely could be out there, yeah. Probably not anymore, though. I would imagine by this point he's probably gone. Texans, Titans. Texans lose again. As a Browns fan, I'm very happy about that. Uh, me too. I want them to keep losing. Not going to lie. I hope they lose the rest of their games. It, uh, I'm a very big proponent of that. Nothing personal. We just own their first no, round pick. That's it. I, we own their first and second round pick. Oh, so. that's right. I forgot about the Brock Osweiler. Yes. Buying of their second round yeah, pick. It was only a $16 million second round pick. No big deal. Take my money. Not my money. I don't care. Yep. Uh, so this game, again, I mean, it, we, it's pretty much safe to say now that Derrick Henry has taking on that number one back role. They both get the same amount of carries, 11 for 11. Sure. But, I mean, you're talking 109 yards. You're talking 66 yards. Now, listen, most of that was off of 75. I was going to say, there was a 75-yard run in there. So, um, Did you know Derrick Henry had the fastest timed on the field this last week? I didn't. It's like 20-something mile, whatever it was. Like, no, they do those times. Yeah, he he is fast in a straight line. He's a big burner. Yeah, he definitely is, uh, especially at that size. It's ridiculous. But, How many balls did he catch? Um, that'd be zero. That'd be zero. Um, but I th- this is exactly what I envisioned last year, and we even talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Demarco's going to own it his rookie year, and you know, second year it's going to be it's going to be phasing Time in. Timeshare, and then third be, year he'll be the starter. Right. right. Uh, his big things is when he find that hole, he makes off those big runs, seventy-five then, yard run. Boom. Again, if he's not scoring touchdowns, then you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm still I'm still using this. I'm using this week to try and sell Derrick Henry. I'm I'm getting out of Derrick Henry this offseason. I am. And you know what? I'll probably have a good fantasy season next year. Oh, I don't doubt it. I, I honestly don't. I just don't think he's a long-term asset. Yeah, but even his good fantasy season is going to be like running back like 9, 10, which is good. It's still really good running back one. But for what you probably get in return, like I'd rather invest in a top four pick this year in the draft. Like what if you can get – pick four and get a guy like Darius Geis if he comes out, or even like a guy like Calvin Ridley. Obviously, you want to go back at running back, but there's going to be tons of talent in running sure. back. This draft class is shaping up to be pretty good. Um, I know one of our writers is about to work on uh, – uh, He I, I retweeted it, but he had his rookie rankings out. He's about to do a mock draft for the site as well. Because, so listen, the playoffs are here. 
it's we have a couple more weeks talking about some of these regular season stuff, but it's, after that we're doing some. Well, the playoffs are. That means half the people in dynasty football right now are staring at rookies. Yeah, because they they didn't make their their teams playoffs so or their get, leagues playoffs. So which means as a, the show we got to start getting fat. So absolutely, yeah. We'll break our us breaking down the games. We're going to kind of come to an end here a little bit, uh, which I'm kind of glad about. It's fun to talk about it throughout the year. But no, I mean, it, it makes sense to talk about it and discuss it and talk how it impacts their values and stuff like that. But, yeah, obviously there's more meat on the bone for rookies. Yeah, our offseason talk, I think, is our bread and butter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't think – you know, no shame to anybody else out there that's podcast and Dynasty, but our rookie content's second to none. <laughs> Why don't you pat your, quit patting yourself on your back and you're hurt yourself. I don't care. I'm, <laughs> I'm cocky. I'm confident. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Houston Texans game. Nothing crazy. Big thing here, Steven Anderson now with C.J. Fedorowicz going to be on the IR. Right. He's going to be locked in to mention that. as uh, the number one tight end. Came in, pretty, played pretty well, was locked in by Tom Savage. Kind of go back to that, hey, backup quarterback, plays with the backup player. Saw 12 targets, only second to DeAndre Hopkins, who had 14. But 12 targets is a ton of targets. Caught five of those for 79 yards and a touchdown. Steven Anderson. I've got a couple Steven Anderson shares simply for the fact that this offseason – they're kind of talking him up. Sure. And this came in. He's a nice really athletic tight end. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big kid. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you want to check your waiver wires for Steven Anderson. He'd be a great addition to your roster. I think we actually talked about him. I, I had to bring him up sometime this offseason. It's a nice little stash at the same time because they were talking about him. So, I'm sure this is not the first time we talked about Steven Anderson, but you do want to pick him up. And keep in mind, um, CJ Fedorowicz, this is the second time this year he's been on IR for a concussion, and he ended last year with a concussion as well. And so that doesn't really bode well for CJ Fedora, which is long-term no, he's tough. availability. Man. Guys like that. They, yeah. Some of that same thing, kind of like Jordan Cameron. Sure. You know, he's a tight end gets bumped on the head a couple of times. And all of a sudden you're just done. Cause the, the, every time you get one, it takes harder and harder to come back from. It takes and then longer it and longer point. and they get easier. It's easier and easier to get them again. Yeah. It's, so it's, Steven Anderson, tough, the second tight second season out of Cal, you know, 6'3", 230 pounds, 24 years old. Great pick up there for your Dynasty roster. Right on. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Okay. Next game. Um, It's the Denver Broncos and Miami Dolphins. Ooh, sounds really like a really good game. So, I mean, I think the takeaway there is Kenyon Drake, 23 carries, 120 yards, a nice 42-yard um, run there, and he scored a touchdown as well. So um, he's really showing that he's he's – Pretty decent here in the in the feature role for Miami. Showing that this might not be a dire straighted need outcome the draft. They'll draft somebody for just sure. depth unless they really do feel comfortable with Damian Williams still, still there. But remember, this is a guy that when he was taken in the draft in the third round, we were like, whoa, hey. Well, he's like one of the first running backs taken throughout that draft. We were kind of shocked, and they want some return on their investment. And right now he's showing that, hey, I can be the running back for this team. For a team that's not really doing a lot, altogether, he's kind of giving them a nice little lift here. I, I totally agree. Obviously, they're going to upgrade the quarterback position uh, just by bringing back Ryan Tannehill and getting rid of Jay Cutler. So, I mean, the future is still pretty still pretty bright there uh, for the Miami Dolphins. I think they, they have some nice little fantasy assets. And, and Kenyon Drake would, would fit in really nicely, I think, with the rest of the offense. Yeah, it might be a nice long-time hold. Maybe you can kind of buy cheaper when we always say, hey – what looks like an overpay today might not be an overpay tomorrow. Looks like it's a really good deal. Does Kenyon Drake fall in that category? You could probably get Kenyon Drake and make it look like you're making. So say you're making a playoff push, sure. right? And you're like, hey, you can approach it. Hey, man, I'm trying to make a playoff push. Kenyon Drake's had a good game. 
throw in some BS answer like, I know he's not the long-term answer, but I'm willing to pay for him for this year to try and make a run, knowing that you kind of hope that he can carry that over to next year as well. Mm-hmm. I Obviously, Kenny Drake has to be able to be had. I know. I agree. He's somebody that's that's available, I think, to be traded. Uh, we'll Do you give up way. your first? <sighs> I knew you were going to ask me that, and I've been in my head trying to think of whether or not for, he's worth it. It's a pl- you're making a, you're making sure. a case for a playoff push. Right. I mean, if you're making a playoff push, he's playing well. I, I don't see and – you, and you have an obvious hole and need there at, at running back. It's not what a What if bad it's trip. not an obvious hole? That's what I'm saying. What if you don't even want to start him in a – what if you have – you know, Leonard Fournette and, uh, I don't know, Devontae Freeman, for example. But that's it. You know, you don't have a lot of depth. Right. You know, this rookie draft's going to have okay running backs, but are you okay with still giving up a late first for Kenyon Drake and ho- hoping he is coming into the starter next year? He's going to be on the team no matter what next year. Sure. Comes to the team as a starter, and you can get a couple-year value. Maybe you can pull off the J.J. Where, I mean, he's getting like a hundred, about 100 yards a game, so – the the team the the Dolphins are where we weren't as invested in our rookie round picks or where he was selected. And he hasn't done much as last year. The team itself is committed to Kenyon Drake. They they invested in him with a third round pick. I don't think a first round pick that's going to be late in your rookie draft would be a crazy overpay. And I think that might work. I think that could be had for that. Right. No, I, I see what you're saying. Um, it's. It's that's right on the border of my comfort level. We'll yeah, put it that way. I agree. So, it's, it's, um, it's a tricky situation. It's a very, I feel it's a, my gut tells me because I'm in the same boat, man. If I for somebody's like, hey, I want Kenny Drake, they want like I want your first. Right. I'd be like, oh. Right. But like when we're sitting here talking about it, and we're actually like laying out why you should. To me, it makes perfect sense. It's a really good gamble. Sure. I mean, sure. I mean, I've yeah. done worse giving up a first for a running older running backs, knowing I only have a year left at best for a guy. But at least an older running back would would most likely be more established and you're knowing what you're getting. Whereas in Kenyon Drake, is truly he's a roll of the dice. They could go in a completely different direction next year because they don't really like what they see. Could maybe uh-huh. maybe he's he's gaining yards, but he's missing holes and he's he's not he's not picking up blocks and crap like that. Um, which is it's it's hard to know if he's going to have the same situation next year. Especially Damian Williams coming back, and 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 who knows, you know? Yeah, and see, Damian Williams doesn't worry me. I, the the more I see, and the more that I look at the numbers of what he's doing and where this team wants to go, um, I think I would be okay with giving a late first for Kenyon Drake. I I I'm I'm I would be on board with that if you were like, hey, I need him. I've got an injury. Something popped up. And I need him for a playoff push. I'd definitely do it then. Injury for sure. But even I said, like, if I'm looking for, like, if, I, if I'm if making the playoffs, and like I said sure. before, I have two good running backs, Devontae Freeman uh, and Alvin Kamara. Just say for like that. I have two good running backs. Or not even somebody at the Alvin Kamara's level. But I have nobody else behind them. Like, my running backs behind them are Eddie Lacy, Jonathan Stewart, and right. Rob Kelly. You need some sort of safety blanket. You know, I, like, I this rookie draft, like, sure. hey, I'm going to attack. I'm going to hope a running back's there. But it's going to be the end of the draft probably. It's probably going to be depleted because it's going to be a running back run in this draft, most likely. Sure. Uh, I see the first round. From what I see right now, it's probably going to be about a t- one tight end. Maybe two can go in this first round of the rookie draft, most likely one. A um, couple receivers, probably about three receivers, and the rest are most likely going to be running backs. So, again, I feel like that's still a pretty good investment. It might look like an overpay today. We'll, ju- we'll see where we stand next year, but I might be- feel pretty good about it. 
All right. And then on the other side of the ball, I mean, the Broncos are a hot mess. Trevor Simeon's going to continue to throw a bunch of crappy interceptions and and do nothing for any of your fantasy assets. The team is a disaster. So let's move on to the Chiefs and the Jets. Now, listen, um, Kareem Hunt has done more than hit a rookie wall over these last four to five weeks. I saw an interesting stat out there that said over the last four weeks, the uh, defenses he's played – the best one ranked against like the run for fantasy points for running backs was like 26. So he's not producing against bad defenses as well. How worried are you about Kareem Hunt? Not very. I, I think um, I think it is what it is. It, it is the the rookie wall. It does happen to some guys. I think he'll be fine come next year, but I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him in the playoffs at all. Yeah, I would not feel comfortable starting him in the playoffs as well. I am in the league because I have to start him in the league. But – I agree. I'm not worried long term. I would actually use this. Um, I would actually hope this kind of translate for a couple more games to get me through the playoffs, and then I would try and make a push to trade for Cream Hunt. Um, I, I think, I think you'd still have to give up quite a bit to get him. I have no problem with that. Right. I don't have any problem with it either. I'm just letting you know it's not like, it's not like a super depression. I don't think in his value. It's, I, I think he still holds pretty decent value. It hasn't had one good – you know, sometimes you have a couple bad games and a good game, and there's a couple bad games called the Doug Barton effect. Uh, he's just been flatline. He's been Jonathan Stewart effect. Right. It's just no bueno. So I think you can use that window to kind of get in there where Kareem Hunt week four was impossible to buy. Kareem Hunt week 16, he's buyable. He's buyable. I agree. Um, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey had really nice games. Both of them broke off huge touchdown catches. I mean, both of them had two touchdowns. Uh, Tyreek Hill's was 79. One of them was 79 yards. Love other, Tyreek Hill. I love Tyreek Hill. Yeah, me too. And Travis yeah. Kelsey, you know, bust out like a 36-yard catch, which is really nice. For what's good end. with Tyreek Hill, too, he's going to translate really well when they transfer the uh, uh, the reins over to Pat Mahomes. He'll fit his game style, too. I Short agree. intermediate passes, yep. and even the deep threat. He's going right. to fit in there nice – uh, very nice. Other side of the ball, Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson. We get, we talked about them last week. Here they are again this week. Keep Still on rolling. Producing, man. Josh McCown named Player of the Week. It's crazy. Player of the Week. I mean, it's crazy. Offensive Player of the Week. He's 38. Josh McCown, man. All it takes is a halfway decent offensive game around him, and, and he's fine. Yeah, so we mentioned we talked about Robbie Anderson last week, how we didn't get into him, how he's a really good, nice player, and Jermaine Curse. Look for that to carry over. I was hoping my boy, this all this opportunity would be good for my boy Chad Hansen, but he'll sit back and he'll wait. He had a catch, right? Um, he had two catches, man. Two catches. Don't right. short his change. Shot my bad. What do you think about um, Quincy Anua, where he sits now? Is it just clearly a Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson show going forward? I I saw a trade in one of our leagues where Quincy Anua. Anua got traded, and I was baffled. Like, who cares about Quincy Anua? I don't. But let's flip that back to a game we were just talking about a couple of minutes ago. What about Cam Meredith? Um, I still like him. Guy? I yeah. mean, do you think he's a nice buy this offseason? Yeah, I mean, he, he went on IR super early. Yeah, like in the, one, or preseason. It might have been preseason yeah. even, yeah. Um, I mean, he's literally been forgotten after that huge, ginormous year. Right, and they have nothing else. I, I think – I think he could definitely be a sneaky guy to go after. I personally own him in a league, and I'm not trying to get rid of him. Well, so you own him. What would it take for you to get rid of him? High second? Uh, is not even worth the juice? Not even worth the squeeze? Juice there? is not even worth the squeeze. There, it's it, worth to see what you got. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hold one. it, and 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 that's it, man. He falls. I love to go through 
like the guys that were hurt all year. Sure. And see who I go out there and try. I try to obtain them. Well, that's. A, I mean, that's the league that I have Odell as well. Um, so to get Odell him back, it brings in some nice young, um, you know, an infusion of youth back into my wide receiver core. That that just it, I have Tyreek in that as well. So I mean, to have those three guys, and then it pushes a guy like Des Bryant down a little bit for me on 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 that particular roster. And and the guy like Emmanuel Sanders gets relegated to the bench until somebody capable is throwing him passes again. So I mean, I'm totally old in Cam. Okay, uh, Colts, Jags, not not much to go over here. Frank Gore becomes the fifth all time leader rusher. Good for him. Uh, he's Hall of Fame bound in my eyes. Just if we got to do it that long, that well. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of debate, um, but um, he's border. I think he's borderline. If, if you're, so be if a lot you're the debate. fifth rusher at all time, then kudos to you i know you played a long time but so you know what so did emma smith and it wasn't like frank gore you know frank gore has been average these last couple of years he was really good for a long time no i i totally agree um he this is probably going to be his last year as well don't you think i hope so yeah i mean he's not, i if you i i wouldn't sign him right right okay uh moving on to another game that has may have some relevance here the lions ravens alex collins Keeping on, keeping on. Keep on, keeping on. So, um, yeah, he was. There were some questions about his availability for this week because he was having some migraines. But I guess he's past that as well. So it sounds like all systems go uh, for the first week of the playoffs here. Yeah. So I mean, he might be locked in. It's not just a rusher now, but the rusher going forward. Mm-hmm. So. So on the other side of the ball, Matthew Stafford actually bruised his hand really bad. Apparently, there's he's had a bunch of swelling issues. Um, this week, so we actually we forgot to mention that in some of the injury stuff. Oh yeah, and so their their backup quarterbacks, Jake Jake Rudock. Jake Rudock is going to be the guy that might go in this this week's matchup, which would be a big time you know downgrade for Golden Tate. Yes, um, Marvin Jones. If if you have those guys, pay attention closely because We're, you're going to be in big trouble. Right, it's his throwing hand; it got stepped on, and there's been swelling issues. I mean, if you're a quarterback and you can't really close your hand, that's an issue. Yeah, you know, can't uh, high five people. Right. So stay away from the Dynasty Nerds t-shirts. And then, um, obviously, Detroit's, they promoted, you know, they got a a, a new f- fresh blood in the running back. Teon Green um, came in, had 11 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. And he's a bigger guy as well. So it's something that they're, he's he's unique, uh, especially, you know, he's six foot two twenty compared to some of those other guys in there that really aren't in between the tackle type of running backs in my eyes. So he's a guy that I picked up. I swooped him up on the on the waiver wires in one league. Nice. Good pickup. Yeah. Uh Browns Chargers. This was the game that I went to go uh take a little gander at uh in person. Big news here is obviously Josh Gordon's back. Four catches, eighty five yards on eleven targets. They were looking his way every single time yeah unfortunately kaiser had one of those erratic games where he was just he was off target man so uh, the chargers cornerback said he was their toughest matchup right. he's had all year long josh gordon to me obviously if he's in the field it's just exactly like again his first game back at 12 points no big deal i love him i i i am uh okay with giving up uh a first round pick for josh gordon I, I am as well. I think we've ad- advocated that f- ever since there was news that he was actually coming back. I made a trade. What do you think? What would you hear? I made a trade proposal in my high stakes league. I offered uh, a late second. Uh, I, I I offered pick one four in this year's draft for Josh Gordon and second back. Would you rather have one four in gambling and like a really young good running back or one of these really young receivers or Josh Gordon? 
That's, I mean, that's a, that's a tough conundrum because um, the the value there is pretty close for me because obviously you're hitting the reset button if you go over the 1.04 and you're you're not really sure what you're going to get. But at the same time, you're not really sure what you're going to get out of Josh Gordon long term. And this team does have a – I think they finished a year with like the fourth – their team could use – I mean, it's an eye to behold because Josh Gordon's young. It's a risky business there because you it know is. you know you're giving up possibly, you know, a top three fantasy receiver, but you're literally living that day to day. I think I think today. I think I think the juice that you're getting out of of Josh Gordon is probably worth the squeeze on that one. Yeah, I think so too. Because I've tasted the juice; it's so good. It's so good. I have a lot of that juice in my yeah. uh, refrigerator. Uh, so I, I thought that I thought going to the Gordon owner and offering it because it was hard to even offer because I feel like, wow, 1-4 for Josh Gordon. It's a huge risk on my end. You know, I can make that trade this offseason. He gets busted for smoking weed. He'll never play again. And before the even rookie draft comes and that 1-4 pick is selected, he's out the game. He's out forever. Because yep. listen, that's the biggest gamble here. One, the gamble with him is he's he's had infractions. He's messed up every single year he's played football. Every year from high school to college the NFL, every single year he has failed a drug test. So that you're talking like seven, eight years here. Sure. Consistently failing drug tests. It's a huge, huge risk. And it, sometimes I wonder if I wasn't even such a Browns fan, I've been like so committed to Josh Gordon, would I ever even consider giving one for, for him? Probably not. Probably not. Cause <laughs> I, I made the offer. Even now I'm like, should I take it back? Do I regret it? What if he gets, there's what a if he gets me, accept? Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. There's my exact. Have you done that? Where you, yes. You've set a trade and you're like, oh, what if he gets accept? I don't want that accept. <laughs> yes. That's when you know it's it's truly not a good trade for you. <laughs> when you send it and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. How do I revoke? How do as, I revoke it? As soon as I yeah. sent the trade, I go, I wonder if he, oh. What if he hits yes? That should be your own. That should be your own personal litmus test. If you hit send and you immediately regret it, it's a bad trade. No, but you should revoke it immediately. No, because I immediately said, "Well, at least I'll have Josh Gordon. If he plays, it's worth it." And worst case, then. But you can say that stuff to yourself beforehand. It's real when you when you when you send it, and that's when the true emotions come through. So you know maybe. But I didn't. I didn't immediately reject it. So to me, it even says it's more fair than not. Like I, I don't feel like if I'm gonna go get Josh Gordon, I can't offer more of a fair trade than one four. No, I think that's one four, and you're getting Josh Gordon and the guy's second. I think that's pretty close to even, Steve. I do too, because the fact that you can get like a really good young player who might just even equal out to Josh Gordon with no risk with obviously four, three years younger than him, four sure. years younger than him. That's pretty solid value. Uh, let's move on. All shall right. we? There's nothing else to really talk about there. It'll be Keen Allen still a stud. Yeah. Isaiah Correll still sucks. Everybody Hunt, in the Browns Hunter is Hunter Henry did nice. Uh, Hunter Henry, of course, did nice. Browns are second worst team against the tight ends. Sure. Giants being the worst. Uh, even though Jared Cook did jack. Squat, we'll talk about that game. Here we go. Raiders, Giants, right? I'm expecting Jared Cook to have a good game. He, you know, Michael Crabtree. There's no wide receiver. Yeah, no, no wide receivers. receivers. The Giants are literally the worst team against the tight end when it comes to fantasy points. Uh, Clive um, Walford had a nice game. <laughs> four for four for fifty-seven. Not too bad. Uh, and then Corderell Patterson had four receptions for ninety-seven yards on four targets. So, uh, you know, they kind of peppered him, and uh, he caught all four of his targets and. Uh, Broke off a big play. And if it makes you feel any better about how good Evan Ingram is going to be, he was still the number one fantasy guy there. Seven catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown with Geno Smith. 
I'm so happy I have an Evan Ingram share. I have multiple Evan Ingram. I think I've got about four Evan Ingram shares, and I love every single one of them. If I was doing a dynasty startup, he would be my number one target. I would just wait and let somebody else take Travis Kelsey. I would let somebody else take Gronk. Um, both all fantastic options there at the tight end sure, position. Sure. Uh, and I would just wait and take you know the fourth guy, like an Evan Ingram, and be very happy about it. I still predict he'll be the future tight end one. I don't want to dwell on it too much because I am going to start a dynasty league in the offseason. I don't want to tip my hand too much when I take Evan Ingram in the sixth round. <laughs> or maybe or fifth. or you just showed your entire hand or the fifth no no big deal he won't be there in the sixth right no probably that's not. too far yep he's a stud all Anybody right else in that roster you want to keep long term nope me neither raider side is there any man in your roster you want to keep long term um uh, i mean amari cooper but... and michael crabtree yeah i mean crabtree short term so that's literally it yep yeah crabtree is not long for the nfl he's in his 30s now uh, he is i believe i still i still look I still remember exactly where I was when he won his last uh, bowl game there at Texas Tech. Made that crazy uh, winning touchdown grab to win the game. Was that the know? one like right on the sideline? Uh, yep. Like towards the end zone pylon. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was great. I was at a bar. That was ages ago. Ah, uh, memories. All right. Um, I have them. Yeah. Mo- moving on. Carolina Panthers, uh, New Orleans Saints. So. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Mike. Michael Thomas is quietly putting together a nice solid year here. You know, big step back from last year, but still showing he's pretty, pretty, pretty damn good uh, dynasty investment. I would expect him next year to have another, have a, like a so- I mean, this is the first year where he's been like the number one target. And, and there's a little bit of an adjustment when that, when that happens. And I would imagine next year he comes back even stronger. Agree. Uh, Alvin Kamara. So I, I had some time in California. I redid my dynasty ranks, uh-huh. spent a little bit more time on them. And I had a hard time judging where to put Alvin Kamara because he's behind David Johnson. He's behind Le'Veon Bell, who's clearly the best running back in the NFL. He's behind Zeke Elliott. He's behind Todd Gurley. But then that's where I kind of drew the line to stand. Okay. So you're a Devontae Freeman owner. Yeah. You, you, I know you love Devontae Freeman. I do. You have a big man crush on him. I do. Would you rather have Alvin Kamara or Devontae Freeman? Alvin Kamara. Not even close, right? Not it's not even, even close. it's literally not even close. No. Here's one for you, which is gonna sound absolutely insane. Would you rather have Alvin Kamara or Zeke Elliott? Zeke. Me too. Okay. But you pause for a second. I did. That shows you where he is. Right. No, he's he's getting up in the conversation. He's going berserk and he's breaking tackles and he's looking great. He's catching passes. He's He's doing everything you want to see out of a running back. You know what he almost the, reminds me of? Like, Amon Green, like, in his prime. Just, like, that dude could do it all, man. Break tackles, feel, catch I, passes. I, I, would, I would think even better than that. I, thought, I would even think, like, more of, like, a Marshall Falk kind of player. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Over that. But Marshall Falk wasn't. Because Green was a little bit bigger. Marshall Falk wasn't. He wasn't as. Um, savvy between the tackles. Savvy, like, breaking tackles and stuff like that. Like, yeah, just, you're just right. It's probably a bad guy. Full, Hurdling people. Yeah, just, like, full on. Just man stuff. LT, man. little LT to his game. But L- I, th- I see LT more as like a Marshall Falk comp because they were okay. neither one of them were like overly imposing physically. Where I feel like Kamara is just like getting there, and you can't buy him, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, would you, so here's here's one to think about, right? Saquon Barkley, the one one mm-hmm. who is the next coming of you know these guys that we all talked about, or Alvin Kamara. You know me, man. 
I want I, Alvin Kamara. I want I want the guy that's done it in the NFL. I want Kamara too. And we were just preaching. I was making jokes like I'm gonna give up Le'Veon Bell for the one one. Right. I would give up one one for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I I think. And I think not everywhere. I think it could be. I think that could happen. In like some leagues, I think you can make that trade. Well, I mean, you got to be. You have to have the one one. So uh, here's what you know, we got to think about. Literally, besides and it because of age and everything, if Alvin Kamara does what he's doing now. Next year, he could be running back one. Yeah, absolutely. He will be running back one. We don't even know what they're going to do with Mark Ingram. Right. right? If, well, Mark Ingram makes all pro. He's he's a free agent. Yes. He'll, he'll be out the door, man. I don't think he's going to make I mean, so Le'Veon Bell is going to make all pro, and Todd Gurley is going to make all pro, in my eyes. So. Well, we'll see. Just me. I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I just don't see I it I mean, happening. Kamara would probably make the push over, uh, over yeah. him at this point. Exactly. Anyway, so. so, I don't see that happening. Right. I just – Todd Gurley's having a – Amazing year, and Le'Veon Bell is just. I mean, when we get that Pittsburgh game, it's just mind blowing how freaking good he is, dude. He's just, it's yeah, he looks, he looks amazing. Um, but Alvin Kamara could be one, he could be running back one one over some of these guys. I mean, like we, we mentioned before, red flags about you know Zeke and his suspension, uh, Le'Veon Bell and his drugs and what new scheme he's going to be in. Todd Gurley's now only, you know, he doesn't really have a lot of questions. Uh, going yeah, Todd him. Gurley's answered most of his questions. And David Johnson with the wrist injury, that doesn't really take me off of him too much either. But, I mean, Alvin Kamara, no, I mean, he, future he, future running back one in Dynasty? I, I could see it easily. <sighs> oh, boy. I thought we were going to go one show without the crystal, crystal balls. Crystal ball. Where will Alvin Kamara be in overall running back rankings at the end of the Dynasty 28 season? 2018? 2018 season. What did I say? 28. Oh, those were the good old days. 2008. <laughs> back, back back in 28. Back uh, 10 years ago. Uh-huh. I was a young lad. Uh, oh, Crystal Ball is coming in the back. Running back three. Oh, that's pretty that's good. That's not bad at all. I'll take it. I wonder who the top two are. Well, do your Crystal Balls show or no? <gasps> <gasps> who will be running back one and two? Mind your business, ladies. Oh. <laughs> so David Johnson and Zeke. Uh, I would say Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson. All right. Todd Gurley? Maybe. Could be. You never know. Panthers side of the ball. Devin Funchess still doing Devin Funchess things. Looking pretty good. Christian McCaffrey looking pretty good. Catching the ball, not looking very good. Running the ball still. It's kind of his M.O. Sure. That's all um, right. Yeah, that's it on that one. Um, Los Angeles Rams and the Cardinals next up. Um, Gurley, Gurley had a nice little game, um, you know, six catches, 84 yards and then 74 yards rushing. So that was, that's kind of the production you're looking for. Yeah. He's an absolute stud. Uh, we got Cooper cup scoring 11 points. Like exactly where I like him. Let's move over real quick to, uh, Arizona. Everything about Los Angeles. We like, you know, we like Jared Goff, We like Todd Gurley, we like Cooper cups. Sammy Watkins probably playing somewhere else next year. And we like Robert Woods when he comes back. Flip side, Larry Fitzgerald still, you're talking, we're talking all pro. Put Larry Fitzgerald on the All-Pro team right next to uh, uh, Antonio Brown. Him, all the dude does him, is DeAndre make, Hopkins, Antonio Brown destroying the NFL. This all year. all the dude does is catch like double-digit receptions every week and, and right around 100, 150 yards a game. Like it's ridiculous. Ten man. catches, ninety-eight yards, yeah. and a touchdown. Signed the one-year contract extension. Right. What is his like? What do you do? Like, what do you, you want to make a playoff? What do you give up for Larry Fitz? You know. You're on like a very short shelf life. Oh yeah, but you're getting a stud. 
in the right situation, you can get a first, I think, for him. I think so, too, for a playoff push. If your trade deadline ends tomorrow by 8 o'clock when yeah. the, the preseason, uh, the game start. Right. I have no problem giving up a first for Larry Fitz either if it's a late first. No one, I will 100% have him next year as well, and he never, ever gets hurt. Right. Totally agree, man. Okay. And, then, and then Ricky Seals-Jones, another, you know, he was the second leading receiver there, two receptions, 44 yards on five targets. So I think that guy, he really is establishing himself as a guy that's that needs to be part of their game plan, I think, week to week. So that, that's a good news for anybody who went out and grabbed Seals-Jones. Great. Seattle, Philadelphia. Uh, Mike Davis is now the featured running back there with uh, Eddie Lacy being a turd, Thomas Rawls not doing anything. I think Mike Davis, who got 16 carries compared to the both of those guys, got a combined carries of two. Is he viable for the rest of the season just because Seattle likes to run the ball? There's a, yeah, yes, um, but there's a lot of talk of Chris Carson coming back at some point as well. Like He's much, much way ahead of schedule much farther ahead of schedule than they thought yeah so. i'm excited about chris carson so am i um I, I think he's probably a more physically gifted running back than mike davis but and mike davis has shown that you know he's he's a decent option uh, compared to thomas rawls and eddie lacy who just obviously fell off the map completely this year those guys are just i mean straight it. turds poop yeah. sandwiches whatever you cuttable. want to call them man They're, they are cuttable uh, uh eagle sure. side of the ball they sign out Al- we didn't mention that Eagles signed Alshon Jeffrey to a four-year extension with $35 million guaranteed, somewhere right in there. So he's locked in pretty good with a young quarterback. Right. I feel really good about that first-round pick I gave you for Alshon, which you used to take Evan Ingram, which works out for both I of us. I think it works out for both of us. Uh, I think we're both pretty happy with that deal because, obviously, if I had Evan Ingram, I'd be happy. Having Alshon, I'm happy. I obviously made the move because I needed a receiver. Big news here, though. Again, they, they signed him to the contract extension, but who who sees 12 targets? Nelson Aguilar. Alshon Jeffries saw six. He catches seven of those for 141 yards and a touchdown with a long of 51. I really like Philadelphia going forward. We mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Hey, Alshon Aguilar, he's probably going to get his fifth-year option picked up at receiver. He's a former first-round pick. Alshon locked it up to 2020. Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz, this offense is ready to roll. Look for them to address the running back position, most likely this offseason as well. Probably most likely via the draft. I like Algalore going forward. I I love that we mentioned him that when we did that rookie mock, or the dynasty startup draft of why you should take a guy like Nelson Algalore late in that draft because of what could happen sure. and why you shouldn't go up a guy so early. And here we are at the end of the year. The guy's been a really nice wide receiver three. Absolutely. And you did mention Zach Ertz, so I wanted to say um, while while I'm thinking of it, uh, Trey Burton is the backup tight end there, and he's not a bad option if you're looking at Ertz as a guy that you're yeah, you're relying on for this week and and oops you know late in the week he, he's a scratch or something trey burton's a guy you can probably get off the waiver wire and he's a guy that comes in and and produces when he gets an opportunity so yeah you're right he, he's, he's not a bad safety net he's entered his fourth year so it's a really good year for mm-hmm. a tight end his fourth year six foot three 235 uh, pounds out of formerly of florida a guy who came in played okay in the absence i mean he got offense. he got yeah he got four receptions 42 yards last week on on seven targets so that's not bad so check your waiver wire. If you do have Zach Ertz and you're like, listen, all my other tight ends are poo-poo butter, and I, I just got to hold out, hold, hold out and hope Ertz plays. And if he doesn't, you slide in uh, Trey Burton without a big cry fest. Right, exactly. At least you have a safety net. Yeah, which is nice. It's like you're a trapeze artist. Exactly. You wouldn't do it without a safety net, would you? Only an idiot trapeze artist would do that. That is true. Uh-huh. You're not an idiot. No. Moving on? Moving on. 
I need to give me the next game because my computer is acting funny. Oh, yes. Uh, the Steelers and the Bengals, obviously, was the uh, last matchup there, the Monday night game where everyone was going berserk and uh, cheap-shotting and being nuts. Yeah, a lot of uh, crazy, like, juju standing over people, people hitting people. All right. People getting taken out in stretchers there. Uh, I thought Gio, when Joe Mixon went out, he got hurt. I thought Gio came in and ran the ball real strong. Like, uh, I know yeah, he got no, 30 totally carries. But I was really impressed with those. I'm like, look at Gio. And I was like, he has something to play for here. He's fighting to show that, hey, man, you guys have literally forgot about me. I mean, 13 carries for 77 yards. I mean, that's a that's a 5.9 5. yards yeah. per carry and it was, and it Yeah, it was, his long was only 13. So right. it wasn't like I watched the game. He was running hard. I was really impressed out of Gio. Um, I just like to see hopefully that shows the coaches have made. They could be used a little bit between tackles a little bit more. And I just want to say, hopefully he can get a little bit bumped just in the passing game alone because that's where his bread and butter always was, and it's just completely disappeared this year. He's just not even utilized. They're going to Joe Mixon, and honestly, it's probably not going to come back. It's probably just going to be the Joe Mixon, A.J. Green show going forward. I mean, that's that's how I see it falling out, basically. Um, Gio, I could see moving on to a different team in the next – he might be there next year. He's on a contract extension, but we'll see right. how much is guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And yep. then, of course, the other side of the ball we mentioned before, Le'Veon Bell is just – Ridiculous. Dude's trying to get paid, man. Yeah, 76 yards rushing and then 106 yards receiving and a touchdown on five receptions. I will say my only qualm and worry would be about this, as we mentioned this before with Le'Veon. I'm a Le'Veon owner, and you can't get rid of him. He's, a stu- he's the best running back in the NFL. Only thing I would think about, just because of the way he's acted, some of these rap videos he's made, you know, he's said, you know, $20 million, whatever. I'd only be worried with him getting that big contract and some of that hunger is lost. Some of those, like, big-time runs that he makes where he puts on his shoulder, he does run into people. Kind of, I'll step out of bounds. Here. Right, the desire isn't quite there when you're That's making the only thing because that happened. I've just seen it happen to a lot of players. I don't know him. I have no idea if that is the case, and I'm not saying it is going to be the case. I have no idea. It's to me, it's obvious. It's more. It's a fifty-fifty chance the way I look at it. It's my only little worry about life. Just something in the back of your mind, huh? Yeah, like if he gets paid, you know, def- the big the scheme thing is one. But like you mentioned, I think you mentioned before, wherever he goes, he's going to get paid. They're going to use him nonstop. Right, right. Um, running back's definitely an easy, the easiest position to transfer over to be a quality running back. I agree. I it's agree. just like what if I could flip Le'Veon for Alvin Kamara and something, that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be dope. Yeah, I would do that. Like, right? If you could flip Le'Veon definitely. for Alvin Kamara and I don't know what it would take. Like, what would it take? Like, at first, you'd be ecstatic. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. You'd be jumping for joy if you got both those. But would you take, like, a pro, like a younger prospect guy? Like yeah, I mean, really? it obviously depends on the prospect. We would consider it debate it all night. But Well, I got to know where to go. Um, I, <laughs> I, I do. Uh, uh, I'm, just, I'm just busting balls. So <laughs> that's it. So here we go. We enter week one. Uh, what kind of uh, playoff advice can you give some people? Stick with your studs. Stick with your studs. Stick with the guys that really got you there, man. Don't don't try to be too tricky. Um, that's if, what you, I, if you have a better play because of a really tough matchup. Look at when I mean, we have a year's worth of statistics in hand. Right. If you know when you're playing Jacksonville and both cornerbacks have given up zero touchdowns on a year, then you got to be a little bit worrisome about your receivers. Right. And if you have crappy matchups across the board, you might want to tweak something. You know. But uh, for the most part. Play with what got you. Play there. with what you got you there, man. Yeah, exactly. Live with and, the results uh, and just be happy, man. That's a. I, I hate. I hate when I second guess myself when I tweak something, 
and, and, and ends up screwing me. I'd rather just stick with who got me there as long as the matchups aren't horrible. Two people are trying to get fancy off what somebody did last week. Right, exactly. And fancy, we see it all the time come playoff play. Play what got you there. Right. Play with who you know is pretty good. Don't get too crazy. And you know what? If you lose, remember, it's just fancy football. Don't get too mad. And don't second, you know, don't, don't, nothing's worse when you say, oh, I started Le'Veon Bell and uh, Mike Davis had 55 points. Right. No, you were you, never going to start Mike Davis no, in the first place. Absolutely not. You and can't, remember, can't go back and kill yourself looking at those kind of stats. From here going forward in the playoffs, the best team does not always win. And as a matter of fact, it probably wins 50% of the time at best. Yep. So it takes one big game from Alvin Kamara. Or Jared Goff, Robert Smith, Robert Woods combo, something like that to put you out. Yep. It's just absolutely. that's why these first round buys are really important. So you have to you have to get through that. It's you don't real subject tough. yourself to one week. Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier. It is. It's tough to get through three weeks. It's tough to get through two weeks with consecutive wins. First, you're play, you're all facing good teams sure. now. Just let look, alone three. Right. Yeah. Just look on your standings right now and see how many people have a three game winning streak or more. Probably not a lot. Not a lot at all. Yeah. It's it's a tough feat It's a to tough catch. thing to do just to get through a any season and getting a three-game winning streak. So don't beat yourself up too much. But remember, this is Dynasty Fantasy Football. So right. even when you're losing, you're winning. You're winning. And then you're, you get right back into it next year. So good luck to everybody this week. Hope you guys all come over with a W. If you're facing me, I hope you come with a colossal L. <laughs> uh, and like I said, I hope Mark Ingram doesn't play. I um, hope so. I hope he stays at home and gets his toe healed. Well, and until he's ready then, for next week. We bid you adieu. Adieu. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 